What's up, everybody? So we're back with another episode of the Swift Podcast. Um, quite an adventure to start this one off. Today, I bring a very special guest, a friend of mine out in New York, a nutrition coach, as well as a CrossFit enthusiast, Rihanna Bird. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm great. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing better. You know, one of those days where things are, we both realized, uh, can go up and down, but can't complain. How's New York life? How's everything out there with the pandemic going on? I mean, New York's New York. Things have definitely picked up from where they used to be, but it's not, okay. it's not, not the same as it, as it was. Are they opening up more things or are they just kind of same as is? Um, so after the holidays, they kind of did a reshut down of everything again, but it seems like Cuomo is ready to start opening up things. Hopefully like indoor dining will be a thing again. Thankfully the gyms didn't get hit again. Okay. So it seems like slowly but surely things are happening. Um, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So for those of you who don't know, Brianna is a certified nutrition coach. I believe both of us met off of the Precision Nutrition uh, website and I've been following her work since then. And nutrition is a huge component of your life as well as my life. So I want to start the ground with nutrition. Um, and basically, I read your questionnaires and so forth. And the one that stuck out to me is what drives your passion in terms of nutrition. And it's going to open up a lot of can, a lot of great topics for us. Um, so let's talk there. So I want you to answer the same exact way you answered to me. What drives your passion um, in that topic? And we'll lead it from that. So the floor is all yours. Uh, yeah, sure. So I'm a big believer of omitting any of these like big 30-day quick fix diet things. Um, I hate them. I'm totally for sustainable, long, sustainable, healthy lives. Like you shouldn't think you're eating a diet. You should just be eating healthy and, and the way you eat should just be fueling the way you want to look and feel. Um, what fuels my passion is I kind of got super consumed into diet culture uh, a few years ago, I was, you know, really serious with my lifting and I knew that I needed a proper nutrition diet with my lifting to correlate. Um, but I just got so consumed to the point where I was like tracking every little thing I ate. Um, I pretty much didn't eat anything besides like chicken and broccoli and, and like spinach. Um, I was so restrictive. Like I literally didn't eat anything. I was so consumed with food and the really the lack of it. I, I hardly ate. Um, I was like skinny as a rail, had no energy. I messed up my hormones. I pretty much just like created, everyone was like, oh, you're great. You look so lean. You have no body fat. I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, don't have a life because all I do is think about food and how I can't go here. I can't go to this party because I can't have this. I can't have that. And um, I just feel like a lot of women like spend so much time trying to be like the skinniest version of themselves and try to like just fall into that diet culture. And my, my big passion now is like get everyone, but especially women out of that. And, you know, like don't stress so much about taking up less space. Like 
own the weight you are, own the, the health and, and, you know, everything that you are. And you're more than just like the number on the scale. I love that. The fact that you said, don't, take, don't worry about taking up less space. Um, and I, so before we, I tangent on my way, tell me what brought you to that position. So what made you fall for that culture? Like what mentally got you there or why was that decision made initially? Um, I think I just was surrounded. I, w I was going to a bodybuilding gym. I was surrounded by a lot of like lean people. Um, I would go on Instagram and I would see a lot of other like influencers that were like super lean. Um, you see all these people promoting all these like diets and weight loss things and fat loss. And I, my goal was just lose the fat, lose the fat, like literally get no fat on you. Like be just, just be like as small as you can be. And, um, it was crazy because I was lifting weights but then not eating. So I wasn't doing anything. It wasn't benefiting myself, you know? And um, it just was like, I need to look a certain way. And yeah. I realized, wait, not only is this not sustainable, but I'm not actually like benefiting my workouts and I'm not actually looking the way I want to look. Cause I could have so much more muscle if I was eating properly and, and doing what I was supposed to be doing. So thankfully my mindset switched. There you go. So for the first, first and foremost, for those of you who remember, the reason why I started my podcast is for this sole purpose right here. Someone's story to educate everyone else. Her main vision is to inspire women to eat better, to look a certain way. And she told you her story. And it's funny. So I used to compete, right? So I did bodybuilding shows for a long time. And part of the reason why I'm smirking is when you're talking about eating chicken and broccoli, that was my lifestyle. I was miserable. I hated it. We would have like boiled chicken and broccoli or chicken and rice or yams out the wazoo and i'm like what am i doing and why and granted i dropped down to like five percent body fat or six percent body fat I, I looked what i wanted to look but i was so miserable and i felt like that played a trick into my mind because i couldn't like you said i couldn't go to weddings ek or i couldn't do xyz so it is a toll and it's not just women guys go through the same aspect and i think that's what led me to getting my nutrition certification because like you know what i need to learn more about that and i feel like as we adapt and as we learn that's when you realize that being on the other side you can have that happy balance and that's what you're trying to promote which is awesome um and i think you hit a key component the surroundings you're with so at the time i started that i was in a bodybuilding gym that's all we saw and all around to but then the same thing social media influence and that's why the 30 day fad diets that we talked about where you don't dislike it. It's crazy to see the abundance of nonsense that's out there. Um, so I know I run into it as a coach. How often are you running into that where someone's on this fad diet and then they come see you and you have to go backtrack and fix all those things. Is it the same amount? Um, I know you're doing it more than I am right now. Um, yeah, the, it's, it's a lot of like, I've tried keto. I've tried intermittent fasting. I've tried, how's the carnivore diet or, actually are carbs good and no fat like I've had um people try literally like every diet in the world and obviously <laughs> it's not working because you wouldn't be seeking out a nutrition coach if something worked um I get I get I get women that are like I didn't go to the gym today can I still eat dinner like you know like there's just these huge component like diet culture fads in us that are just like you have to do this and it's so not right. <laughs> yeah, you can eat dinner. Trust me, it's okay for you. <laughs> That's exactly. fine. So how long have you been in nutrition coaching? Um, about a year. 
Okay. I, yeah. So I finally bit the, I was working on it for a while in 2019 and mm -hmm. then, um, finally just finished it up towards okay. the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. And I guess over those years, so when you were going through your life cycle, you started to fall in love with nutrition more and so forth. So tell me in terms of the, the falling in love with the, the new culture you've established for yourself, what's the most enlightening part of it? Like, what do you, what gets it to be like the joy of it in a sense like for me right my joy is i can come home and i can have a cookie and i'll be okay go free not worried about it because i know the next morning i'm still gonna look the same way i want um and i think that's what people forget is like the the joyous moments that it is in a healthier lifestyle so we're not talking nutrition in terms of like a diet change we're talking you made a lifestyle commitment change right you're no longer in the same aspect so what's the biggest joy you've been getting out of it I was going to say something very similar, just that I can fully live my life and still look and feel great. Like I still get, not that I do it for fully for the aesthetics or fully yeah. for like the compliments, but I still get people all the time that come up to me and go, wow, like you look great. Or wow, you just did an amazing workout. And it's like, I can still perform and look a certain way, but live my life. Like I, you know, I can, <laughs> I, I can be happy. I can like order the Levain cookie if I'm craving the Levain cookie or I can go out with my friends and have the pizza date if I want to do that instead where I used to like literally freak out like what am I going to do I'll eat before and then order like a salad or something like I mean it was just crazy I couldn't do anything so I think that's that's my biggest joy is just being able to fully live my life and be stress-free about it like not like you said like not guilt about it the next day. That's awesome. And that's something that people need to realize as well is we are both in the nutrition aspect of our lives. We're both coaches of nutrition, but we both had our own struggles differently, right? At different times of our life, like you had it, I had it. And I'm telling you, like when I was competing, it was God awful. Like, yeah, I, I, I did well. I placed, but I was miserable and I was always stressed out. Like, why did I eat that? And why did I put that in my system? But the lack of knowledge is what led us to those decisions because you're basing off of the social realm and so forth. Um, and then once you learn and you can realize that this is what I can do and I'd be happier with it, you also spread that joy with everyone else, right? Because I think in our field, when you're the coach, you're the expert. Everyone stares at you saying she knows the most, right? Your friend's like, she knows the most. If she doesn't do it, I'm not doing it and vice versa. So people feed off of that energy. So it's a great way to kind of spread that energy in a sense to other people around you um so i guess for you being in a crossfit facility you guys are pretty close i know there's a lot of going back and forth are the people you surround yourself with probably the biggest influences you have have they been a part of this transition for you yeah i i would say so for sure so i'm pretty new into the crossfit community i mean i've dived in and gotten really close with everyone but i'd say um, the people that surrounded me just before I got into CrossFit, like my personal trainer and a few friends that I had in my prior gym, like totally helped me get into where I am now. I don't know if I would, if I didn't have that push to like get out of that, you know, corrupt, unhealthy mindset. I don't know if I would have done it by myself. So having those influences, like my Absolutely. personal trainer, my old personal trainer helped for sure. And now CrossFit just kind of excelled that process for you. So, so talk yeah. to me about CrossFit in terms of the realm. So you lift a lot, like you do a lot of extensive heavyweight training. Um, and I know nutrients is a good fact of it, but 
you also don't look like Hulk Hogan in front of me. And I think that's one of the biggest myths you'll realize is that women are afraid to lift heavy weights at times. Why? Because they feel like they're going to adapt into this muscular man. And you're sitting right in front of us. You guys can see she's not a muscular man in front of me, right? So like, <laughs> tell them to talk about that. Talk about the, yeah. that biggest myth that you see and how you've been educating. Because I know you, you want to tap into the women community. You want them to see that, you know what, you can eat great. You can go have that pizza date. You can have your cup of wine, any cookie you want and lift heavy and you're not going to bulk up. You're not going to be in that status. Um, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess the first thing I will say is that it is extremely, extremely hard to get to that level of muscular build, for, as, especially as a woman. I mean, I think men too have to, for sure, have to put in the work, but like the, this like Hulk women, female Hulk version that, that women think is going to happen if they squat more than like the, the barbell is like insane. Like it to put, it takes so much work to put in, you know, muscle. It's like, you have to be like so specific with your diet. You have to be lifting crazy amounts. So just from there, like, don't be scared because honestly, it's probably not going to happen. Even if you're putting in the work, like you'll see some like muscle gain and everything, but like, you're probably the women that look crazy big, they put in, you know, 110% of, of that work that you're probably not going to do, you know, let's be honest. So that's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is don't be scared to have some muscle. Like, no, I don't look like a Hulk, but um, I, I do have like muscle on me and I still look okay in a dress. I can still wear female <laughs> clothes. Like I can still look like a woman, um, like embrace it. You know, I think it's, I think it's amazing. I think it's empowering that I, you know, we're always being told to like be quieter or like stand out less. And then like, it's so empowering to like go into the gym and like just lift as heavy as you can and, and just, you know, challenge yourself re really to like do things that you didn't think you could do. That's awesome. And I think that's uh, part of the question that we asked you was what makes you happy? And one of the things that you said that makes you really happy is impact on others. And I just feel like in the first 15 minutes of this conversation, if she hasn't made an impact on a woman yet, um, rewatch everything you just saw then, right? Because I think it's truly amazing to see someone one come out in the open and share the story of a struggle, but show how you overcame the struggle and then go into a completely different community. Even as men, like I don't step foot into a CrossFit box at times because some of those guys, they do a lot more than I could ever imagine. And they intimidate the daylights out of me. And yeah. I've been working out since I was 17 and I'm now pushing 30, right? So like over 13 plus years and it's like, what are you doing and why are you doing it? But it's amazing to see. And I think that's where the, the culture changes, right? So social media and the industry has gone so much to bash certain aspects of exercise or certain things oh don't do crossfit because it's bad for you or oh don't do crossfit because you're going to go strictly paleo or oh don't do cross that's not the case the case is the coaches that are instilled with it right so for her i've seen her coaches and what they do um and if you're listening hey you guys do an amazing job because i don't see any injuries coming out of her and i don't see anyone getting hurt but they're actually coaching and then knowledge is power and when you start to apply the knowledge you're the most powerful person and for her she went and got the knowledge for nutrition learned about it and now she's applying it so now she's not strictly paleo she just mentioned eating cookies and cake and so forth like they're in her lifestyle so it's amazing to see that transition and if you haven't been moved by that and if it doesn't get your mind turning we'll talk separately that's what i always tell people right they need to figure that out um 
so talk to me in terms of that. Like you, you are in the business world and then you're doing nutrition coaching. So kudos one for being in the business world and actually going involved in fitness. Cause I know a lot of friends that are in business that don't lift a thing for the life of it. Yeah, How's, that, there. <laughs> how's yeah. that balance? How's that? So I feel like those are two different industries, right? So you're in the computer behind the desk all day and then CrossFit's in this completely different aspect and nutrition coaching is a whole new level. So talk to me about that balance. How's that going? Um, so I mentioned it a little bit in my questionnaire that in the beginning when I got out of college and I was working full time at a really large well-known bank, I just didn't have a balance. I was so yeah. overwhelmed and um, I realized I'm a pretty active person like I've always been. So I realized I couldn't do this anymore. I actually quit my job at my the large reputable bank and I went to a smaller bank. I'm still in finance. I just went to a smaller bank with a much more relaxed um, life balance culture. So I could work that like nine to five or nine to six and then have the rest of the day for me. So before quarantine, I pretty much always got in my workout either before or after work. So um, it depended on the day, depended on my schedule. Um, but I was always diligent on making sure I fit it in, you know, around my work schedule and then whatever I didn't do. So let's say I worked out in the morning, I would set like some time in the evening for studying for my nutrition certification, or once I got the certification working out with like clients and just balancing that out, um, with the time I had. So I will say one big thing was just like moving to a different job. I was very unhappy where, you know, working that 13, 14 hour lifestyle and switching back to a traditional like eight, nine hour day was just so much more beneficial for me. Um, I also can't like sit still. So one thing that helps <laughs> me is I just constantly am getting up, going, going for water breaks, going for bathroom breaks. And then quarantine obviously has like totally changed everything. Um, I work from home now, so I can easily like manage my day. There's times where I can step out at 2 p.m. to go to the gym and come back and finish the rest of my work that I need to. So that's definitely been beneficial in, in balancing what I want to do with my fitness and nutrition goals, as well as like still get my work done for my full-time job. So you're a big planner, aren't you? I yeah, I, I just, I'm a planner and I'm a, and I'm a routine person. So you can only imagine when all of this happened in March, how freaked out I was that my routine was ruined. <laughs> How is that? So talk, how's the adaption for that? Like, I think I, I'm with you, right? I get up at like five o'clock in the morning. I go to work, I work out, I do the whole nine yards and pandemic hit. We were furloughed, right? So I'm just chilling at the house. I'm like, what do I do? And I hit the red button. Um, how's that transition? And now that you're, um, so you, you still work the whole time, I'm assuming? Yes. So okay. always, always worked. Thankfully, you know, didn't have any sort of layoffs or anything, just been working from home since the middle of March, since everything kind of shut down. And I'd say that, that those last few weeks of March and April were like hell. I was so confused. I was like, I didn't have a routine. I was working out every day because it's, it's the, what made me sane, but I just was freaking out inside. Like I was not mentally healthy. I was like freaking out. Like, how am I supposed to like sit? I, I just like, I didn't know how I was supposed to get all my work done at home. I live in New York City in like a two by four apartment. I was like, I can't move. <laughs> I always like get up and walk around or and everything. Um, so once I started just like getting into a better routine, 
I would kind of like wake up, I would go for like a morning walk or run because that was still safe to do if you if I got out early enough, you know, no one was really out. So I'd be able to like do that, keep me sane, work for the rest of the day, get in my workout at home. I have a million kettlebells and dumbbells now in my little apartment, thankfully, um, get in my workout and then have the night for like my nutrition business. And once I just made my own new routine, it like helped me mentally a lot more. That's awesome. Good for you. I feel like you're the, the true definition of just like overcoming obstacles from just from the first couple comes, right? Like <laughs> yeah. of diet and just adaptation. So it kind of goes into adapting, adapting to what you want to kind of truly believe in. I think as coaches, that's one thing that we really emphasize the most with our clients and our patients, right? Adapt to the change, adapting to everything we're going to instill in you and realizing i think the the hardest adaptation you went through was just mentally putting yourself back in a certain position right like yeah. i think the pandemic was a true test of our mental strength for a lot of people you lost the social aspect you lost the the one-on-one -on -one communication skills half the time you don't know what people look like anymore because you can't see their faces and you can't body language is different you can't look at facial expressions for communication purposes so we all had to adapt differently and accept those things right and i think in our line of work that exists on a regular basis, even for the business side, right? In your, in your field, it's still gonna exist because you guys had that interaction in the bank. You still had the interaction with the company you're with and just like, now it's gone. So I, the mental side was a key component. Um, how many people have you worked with in nutrition where it's more of a mental thing and not necessarily a, a, all of it? I mean, I would say nutrition is like 90% mental because, <laughs> No one comes to you and doesn't know that they should be eating lean protein and vegetables and not eating processed Oreos every day, right? Like no one, like everyone knows that. You mean but I can't have my Oreos? <laughs> you can have your Oreos, just don't have like 17 <laughs> every day. Um, like every, you know, like everyone yeah. pretty much knows what's, what you know, the basic of what's nutritious and what's not. It's the the habits it's the you know what i'm gonna eat to 80 percent full not 150 percent fullness like you know it's the i'm gonna grab the greek yogurt tonight instead of the whole pint of ben and jerry's or you know what like cheese doesn't really make me feel good so i'm not gonna have the cheese board today you know it's like all these like mental things yeah. that if we just like listen to our body and form these habits it makes nutrition a lot easier, but instead we like get this emotional connection to food, which is fine in some ways, but if it's ruining your goals, you know, you have to, to step back and reevaluate. It's creating a habit is a key to success. Another great lesson she just taught you guys. Brie, you're on fire there, just, just <laughs> pure fire, letting them go. I love it. Um, and I think it's, it's one of those things, right? So I was always taught and I could be wrong. Someone, if I'm wrong, someone correct me, but like it was 21 days to create a habit, right? And make those small, subtle changes. So I'll share something with you. When I was first starting nutrition coaching and like even now with certain clients I work with, I had the dollar rule. So, you know, 80, 20, I said 80 cents, 20 cents, but I actually legitimately had a dollar. And you as the client put the dollar on the counter. And every day, if you did something that was off of our plan, that wasn't part of our plan, or that wasn't like in the goal mindset, you took away a nickel. By the end of the week, whatever you had left, you put it in a jar. And the next week you bring in a new dollar. 
and you repeat that process for the entire time you were coaching with me. Most people were for 16 weeks, so that's 16 bucks. And basically we try to extend that longer and longer so you can have a bigger jar of money to go splurge on whatever you wanted. But then I also gave them the leeway saying, whatever's in that dollar at the end of the week, you can use that towards like whatever drink you want, whatever candy you want, whatever cookie you want. So it's like a kind of reward thing, but you'd be surprised on the, the mere fact it was initially it was like 60 cents and then it was like 70. And I was like, why aren't, it's just a dollar, like over the dollar, like, no, I can get more. So people were more motivated to do it. Right. And that's how like I created my habit scheme with people that way. And I use the 80, 20 rule for myself now. Um, and I do the same thing for myself. I have a dollar in a jar till date. And I think it worked really well for me. Um, just a fun fact that like the habits were hard to, to really get people to do. Right. And I think where the biggest mistake we as coaches sometimes make and people make is they try to fix everything at once. They don't realize, they don't realize it should be one thing at a time. Right. Do you agree? Absolutely. I always start like, start like my first homework assignment I give my clients is something so small, just like a five minute thing that you can change in your day. Um, because if you start with trying to change a hundred percent, you're going to get overwhelmed and fail. Yeah. And I think that's where people go is like, Oh, let me clean up the entire cupboard today. And then I'm going to start fresh tomorrow. And you're like, I have no snack. I want snack. And you start craving your body is prone to crave. You're going to get cravings. You're going to get those aspects. You're going to change. And like she mentioned earlier on when she went through her initial diet culture, she felt like she was malnourished. She wasn't getting all the nutrients that she wanted. It's because your body craves those things. Your body likes to eat. We all like to eat. Everyone likes it. If you don't like to eat, it's just, I don't know what's wrong with you. But <laughs> the, the aspect is food's fuel, right? So for you, it goes into your sport and so forth. So kind of backtracking to that phase and that transition you made, how do you feel now that you went through that process? Um, that's a good question. So I will admit it's not all like sunshine and flowers. Um, there's days that I wake up and go, you know, it's that mental instability still in me somewhere where I wake up some days and go, oh my God, I'm big. I'm so big. Like I'm so large compared to what I used to be. Or wow, I have like things that jiggle now where back in the day I had no fat. You know, I still sometimes wake up and have those really poor mindsets. Um, I won't say it's all just like fun and games, but I would say like 90% of the time I wake up and I just feel so happy that I am not, I'm not consumed by that lifestyle anymore. Like I would either starve myself or indulge and then regret it for like a week you know, like go on vacation and then just spend like the next two weeks when I came back, just like grilling in, you know, as little as I could, as little as I could eat to, to compensate for, you know, if I did have any indulgences on vacation. So just like that mental freeness, I think is something I'm so grateful to have now. Um, and the days where I wake up and I'm like, have those negative thoughts, they're like so far and few between now that it's, it's a, a lot more worth where I am at the moment. Absolutely. I agree with you 110%. I think a lot of us do that. Even on my birthday, I had five cakes in a matter of three days. And I woke up Monday morning and said, holy crap, I'm a massive human being. And I went on this tangent. So I feel you there, right? It happens. Yeah. We're all human. Yeah. You're allowed to feel it. But I think where she nipped it in the butt is it, it didn't last, right? It doesn't change who you are. 
And you don't go back to those ways because you know overall you're in a better spot. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And you're not the only one that goes through that. I'm not the only one that goes through that. So I think the beauty of it is just the openness you have of sharing that and knowing how you overcome. So for those who are listening that are feeling it, we all have it. How did you overcome? How do you change your mindset to get back to where you currently are? Because I think this is the happiest you want to be. And currently you're in your happiest position, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of remember like how, I mean, there were nights that I would cry myself to sleep because I would be like, I ate too much. Meanwhile, I ate like, I don't know, like 2000 calories and be like, I ate too much. (laughs) And I would cry myself to sleep. And then I just like, when I, when I get like in those gloomy days, like those random days I get now, I just go back to that and think you are so not only are you physically healthier, like your hormones are back. You're not cold all the time. You know, like you're, you know, you're regulated and everything. So it's not only that, it's just like mentally, you're just so much healthier. That's awesome. And I think that's a a very key component to realize is reminding yourself in those moments of the blessings you currently have, right? Your, Your nutrients are better. You're feeling better. You're regulating better. Things just overall feel better. And I feel like for me, when I was malnutritioned and like malnourished, cause I was eating broccoli and rice 24 seven, my skin was different. I wasn't yeah. glowing as much. Like you can see the head shiniest, but it's probably from the light, but still I'll take <laughs> that from the, the nutrients. Um, but right. I think it's, it's overall the wholesome you have is definitely different. Um, and that's great. I'm, I'm very happy that you've come this far in your journey. I feel like this journey has just begun because you're only a year into practice. So I've been coaching for a little bit and you'll learn more and more each year. And that's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. I think nutrition is a topic that if you're an expert at this day and age, you're not an expert. Like you're yeah. lying to yourself because, right, it's always adapting. Things are always changing. Why? Because of what is getting put in our food and how things are like organic versus inorganic, processed versus unprocessed. It goes on. Um, and we give, you know, we give guides, we give all that, but they always change. They're always adapting. They're always fixed. Just like your exercise program. So I know you're just a year into CrossFit, but over the last couple of months, I've seen the transition through your content of like, you went from a certain amount of weight for lifting to how heavy you're in. So you're adapting to that. Has your food changed in that process as well? Has what you ate changed? I feel like you're going to be eating more now, right? In the beginning, I couldn't believe how much I was eating. I'm still not gaining any weight or like not even feeling like super full. Um, I was just, I went from like the traditional, like slow movement, isolated bodybuilding, which is great. I have nothing against that. But when you like hype up the intensity to these grueling conditionings and these strength workouts that are like double or triple what I was currently what I was previously lifting um I just knew I needed I mean I up I've upped my protein so much I've upped my carbs a lot I used to be scared of carbs I mean I'm scared of everything but (laughs) (laughs) I I've upped my carbs a ton and I mean I'll get back from my CrossFit I'll like log on to work and by 9 30 I've had like a full like 700 calorie meal because I'm just like good for you yeah good for you yeah I'm kind of hungry right now, but, we'll, um, but that's, that's awesome. Right. And I think that's what I wanted people to understand as well. Right. With heavier weight training that you do, you have to eat or you're going to destroy your body. And that's why yeah. I wanted to, to put the two pieces together for them. Right. Um, yeah. the, and that's what people need to realize is that heavy resistance training is very taxing. 
when you implement power movements like your Olympic lifts, like in CrossFit that they've been doing, snatches, clean, clean and jerks, clean and presses, those Olympic movements are taxing. That weight is heavy. It has to move quick and you need to fuel properly for it. And then when they start talking injuries, the reason why injuries start to occur is because you're not eating enough to put on the load you're doing. And that's why people tend to get hurt. So it's not the sport that hurts you. It's the certain aspects of the sport you don't understand properly. And that's why seeking help is obviously key at that point, right? Understanding what the process involved and how to do it. Um, that's great though. So overall, great choice, huh? Yeah. I mean, and just back on your point, like I, I like to perform at like a top level. I like to, I'm competitive when I go into my workouts. Um, and there's nothing worse than going into a workout and just being so sluggish because you know, like you didn't eat enough that day or that yeah. week or, you know, so definitely like fueling for your activity level is so important. Are you thinking the CrossFit games for yourself or no? <laughs> no, we, we joke, we joke about it sometimes. Um, there's still like a few movements that I'm terrible at. Um, but some, sometimes we, we joke about the games and everything. I don't think that is ever in my future, but I do like to, you know, compete and, and try to, you know, perform as best as I can. Hey, you never know. Never know. One day you might get the feel for it. That's awesome. Um, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to bring Bree back on for some tips for you guys. And we're back with Bree Bird. Um, so for those of you who've been listening, I hope you're enjoying because we're having a blast out here. Uh, we've talked uh, various amongst topics, um, but I want to close off like I always do with three tips from our guests today. And in the first part of the episode, we talked about her culture for the diet that was basically influenced by the surrounding of social media and what she wanted to look like. And it took her down this dark alley path and how she overcame. And as we continued to listen to her and as we continued to get involved with the conversation, I feel like a lot of the struggles that you went through, most people still deal with today. Why? Because social media influence is significant. And if not at the top level, it is today. And that is a key component of how people work out and so forth. So, and even the mental struggle with the pandemic, a lot of mental suffering and not adapting. I think we talked about you being the queen of adaptation, right? Adapting and trying to overcome those things. So with that being said, if someone's in your position that you were a couple of years ago, what are your three big tips looking at the old version of you to change the life, to be the happy version we see in front of us today? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I would say my first tip kind of going back on like social media and everything is social media is not real. Um, <laughs> a lot of the people that are like influencers and posting workouts and everything on Instagram are not educated on what they're doing. Um, so my first tip would be like hire a coach and that doesn't necessarily have to be a nutrition coach. It, it can be like a personal trainer or going to um, like any sort of gym that has like, like group fitness. Like I think reaching your goals will be so much more beneficial if you like hire someone with the proper education and certification than just like sitting on Instagram and scrolling and being like, oh, this workout video looks cool. I'm gonna go to the gym and do this today. Um, you'll just like see results and you'll be surrounded by people that have your best interest in mind and that have like, you know, the knowledge that you need to have. Um, my second tip, also social media based, would be don't compare yourself. Um, first of all, we're all different. So 
you know, we could literally all eat the same exact way, do the same workout and still look different. But not only that, people, you know, what people post can be, can be like manipulated, it can be photoshopped, it can be like the way you like you pose and stuff. I feel like women are so consumed with like going on social media and being like, well, she looks great or she, I have to do what she does. I mean, I hear that all the time. What do you do? I have to do it. Um, just, you know, don't, don't compare yourself. You're, you'll be so much happier when you're just focusing on your own goals and comparing yourself to like an old version of you and just being the best version of you that you can be. And then my third tip would be, don't be afraid. I mean, we kind of touched this, but don't be afraid to pick up some weights, you know, like I, I started, I mean, I played sports my whole life, but even when I got back into it, I was doing mostly a lot of running and stuff and the body shape that you probably want, you're going to get from weights. You're not going to get it from like running five miles every day. Um, So, you know, don't be afraid to go in there, lift some weights, challenge yourself and, and just, you know, lift to your potential. That's awesome. Three great, great tips. Um, I agree with you 110%. Um, and what that will kind of lead into some of my closing thoughts of this conversation. I think social media, I agree with you, right? There's just so much out there. And if you listen to the first four episodes that we've talked about, and now the next three, it's it kind of comes back and you're seeing a repetitive thing from all the people I brought on for personal trainers to vloggers to so forth. The the unrealness of social media is wild, right? What's out there, what people are putting out there and you're exploited. A couple of weeks ago, we saw one of, she was very famous, Jillian Michaels and her comments on heavy protein. And Brie just talked about, I just doubled my protein and she hasn't lost her bone density. She still existed and I haven't seen a fracture from her. So it's like, it's things like that. When you know you're an influencer, when you know you have more followers and a more fan base to make a simple dollar, you're going to just lie to the people. Don't be that person, period. For those of you listening, don't be it. And we both call you out right now on that, right? And I think for the consumer, when you're looking at it, educate yourself more than anything. If you want to adapt to a new lifestyle, if you want to adapt to a new culture, and you actually want to sustain a new lifestyle, educate yourself on who you're hiring and get the right help in front of you. And I agree with you 110% with that. And I think people need to realize that. And the second thing I'm with you, I've been training for 12 years. And even now with patients, my female patient, like, I don't want to lift weights. I'm like, come on, you could do it. And I, and it's a constant struggle that I currently have. And I brought Brie on for that purpose is to show you that the benefits of it and how well you can feel and you can see the smile on her face as she talks to you about certain aspects of what she enjoys from that. And why she wants to spread that message to people and why we want to do that is because it, there is a joyous component to it. When you put everything together with proper nutrition, um, you get away the negativity of what you want to look like and actually focus on what you could do. And then you lift weights and you'll be a happy human being. That's why I lift all the time. That's why we lift all the time, right? It yep. makes us very happy. Um, and with that, Brie, I thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story. Again, it takes a lot of courage for people to come out and just share some of the struggles. And I really hope what makes her happy is the impact. And I know for me, she impacted me tonight with her story from certain aspects that I, that I related with. And I hope you as viewers had the same impact for her. Um, and I hope you join us again soon. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.